uh, and then I got a call out of the blue uh, from a number I didn't know and um, I answered it and they were like oh hi yeah hi Matt it's, it's Martin Tyler and I was like yeah <laughs> like, I, I, I recognise the voice yeah. and it's live yeah tipping Liverpool to stay up this year <laughs> thanks for explaining how the Premier League works then enjoy that now no <laughs> uh, Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by two guests today, one less special than the other. Uh, we have our usual, ret- <laughs> he's throwing his hands up in the air, we have our usual returning Mr. Jake Wilson of BBC Match of the Day magazine. How are you, sir? I'm good. A little bit of slander there, I think, but um, <laughs> we'll move past it, we'll move past it. What is a podcast without slander? And we're also joined in the virtual studio for the first time by a live guest uh, with Matt Jarvis, former Wolves and West Ham and England winger. How are you doing, sir? Thank you very much for joining us. That's oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. We've had some, uh, we've had some big interviews going here, but we're, we're trying to branch into the live, the live world and get, get a few more people on. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, I didn't realise you were from Middlesbrough, by the way. I found this out yesterday. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I was two weeks old when I moved down to Guildford. So oh. my dad is born and bred Middlesbrough. So he always uh, reminds me that you were born in Middlesbrough. <laughs> but yeah, I was two weeks old when I moved to Guildford. So I'm, I'm technically, I classed uh, as, a, as a southerner, I suppose, rather yeah. than Middlesbrough. I mean, but I am always reminded by my dad. <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah Middlesbrough I mean I'm from Sunderland so I'm allowed to say that Middlesbrough yeah you, you've done all right there <laughs> um, we'll be discussing all things England ahead of the national break um, although we've probably got to stop calling it a break there's three games in six days I think it is um, we'll also bring you the next installment of our fantasy Premier League wars and, uh, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of time for Wolves and West Ham uh, chat at some point throughout the pod uh, should we get started then uh, with England, three Lions. They've got three games to contend with this week. Uh, starts off with a friendly against Ireland, uh, Nations League against Belgium, and then Nations League against Iceland, if they can find a stadium for that one. Um, you can find all the times and channels at radiotimes.com slash sport. Um, I guess this is for both of you. Where, uh, where do you think England are at right now? I guess, are, are we excited going into this break? It seems like a bit of an interesting time to be an England fan. Yeah, well, for me, it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it, at the moment? Like you say, you've got three games. Um, you know, it's, it's always absolutely amazing um, to, you know, to be called up by your country and everyone will be excited and, and be desperate to be playing because at the moment, it, it seems to be a positive uh, England squad for the, you know, I would say for the first time in, in a while. Uh, everyone's excited, everyone likes what we've, you know, we've got in this in the squad. We've got pace. We've got excitement. We've got skill. But we've, you know, also got a, a really bright future. So I think there's a lot of excitement going into the games. I also feel like a lot of these players have played a lot of football in a very short space of time, and and uh, to then throw in another three games is is really really difficult um, on 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 these players that are you know trying everything to for their club on a on a regular basis so it's a difficult one to uh, to do but they are a very good exciting games i mean the island one straight away will be um, you know it's 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 a very unique game for for any uh, england and ireland player so they'll be desperate to do well in that game and then you've got as you say belgium and then iceland belgium's going to be 
a very difficult game. They've got exceptional players that we've all seen. Um, but, you know, anything is anything at the moment with this squad is, is possible. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just full of, it's full of talent, isn't it? I mean, there's just so many... Off- I was talking to my housemate the other day just saying... Um, I feel like there's even more criticism and things on social media now of, of Southgate trying to get the team selection right because we've actually got options. Like we have sort of a really, really deep set of, of players who can play in any position pretty much. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's exactly right. You know, everyone's got their opinion on who they think should be playing and what system. And, and Southgate has, has obviously changed a lot since he's been in charge. And you know, he's done extremely well, a lot better than I think a lot of people, including myself, um, thought he would and he's been outstanding um, you know you as you rightly say we have got a fantastic group of, of players so you can play any system and put any player in there because they are really talented and, and exciting um, and it's just about picking the right formation and, and players in that one particular game to, to win the game I suppose it, the Ireland one maybe will be different to the Belgian one so mm-hmm. as well as the Iceland one so it's all we've got the right squad that's capable of, of, of winning in, in you know all of these different styles of play and, and scenarios absolutely what are you thinking Jake you're competitive there <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny time um, I think Matt's right the squad looks amazing again um, and the players to have missed out um, uh, wonderful also I think it's a bit of an all or nothing time for us the Ireland game's a bit of a free hit being a friendly very interesting game. We might see some some different players playing. Hopefully, Ward Prowse for me gets on the pitch, um, and then and then you've got Belgium and Iceland, and we kind of need to win both if we want to win the Nations League group. So if we lose to Belgium, the Iceland game has less significance. So um, it'll be interesting to see how we do and how that affects who Southgate plays. I think this one as a as a break is one of the more interesting breaks uh, break as you said just from Premier League football not yeah. from playing football it is it is interesting that we are doing a friendly uh, at this period of time during the global pandemic and um, yeah when the players running themselves rather rather ragged um, I think the managers will be desperate for them not to be playing as well <laughs> especially in, in... yeah definitely like Kane he's you know, he hasn't had a, had a, you know, a sit down, let alone a rest for ages. So um, hopefully he gets one of the games off at least. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good one, this. Um, and there's, there's a few players in there that you really want to see go. You really want to see Grealish get a proper go. Um, he's been absolutely tearing it up uh, at Villa. Um, so is hopefully that, is, that he praise, is that praise from you for, for Aston Villa there? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, well, this hasn't happened before. Um, and... You know, when players are playing that well, you have to. Uh, he, he's assisting every other goal they score, creating loads. Um, and he's that sort of player you want on your team and it can create that magic in a second. Um, and in international football, where um, maybe against Ireland and Iceland, where they might sit back a little more than Belgium, he, he might have the key to unlock that door. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, Matt, I mean, Grealish was somebody I was going to come on and do there. He's a different sort of player to, to what you were as a winger. Um, I, I guess, have you been impressed with him so far this season? Is he the sort of player England should be looking to squeeze into that 11, let alone the squad? Yeah, I mean, there's been so much talk about him when he wasn't in the squad. When he was in the squad, he didn't play. Um, for me, he, he's been outstanding. Um, if you look at the back end of last season and, and to the start of this, he's been the integral part of Villa 
to doing well. Last season, he everything went through him. You know, he he basically dragged that team you know, through to the end of the season, uh, scoring goals, assisting. He was he's one of them players that it doesn't matter whereabouts on the pitch he is and how, how many people are around him, he still wants the ball. And you can pass him the ball, you can feel confident in giving him the ball because you know he's going to keep hold of it and he's not going to lose it. And he, and then when he gets further up the pitch, you know he, he sees things that not many other players do. And, and I'm sure other players around him must love playing with him because they can make a run, they can... You know they can peel off and receive the ball somewhere, and you know that he's gonna he's gonna find it. So, um, fantastic player, and I'm sure he will get his opportunity in the next few games. Um, but I think you're you're probably right about the Iceland game. I think it might be one of them that he would be a good player to be having that in that team to to actually you know pick a pass or get through the lines and do a bit of magic that will that will break down a team that are very very solid. So. Um, Interesting time, but he, he's, he's a fantastic player um, and, you know, he deserves his chance to, to play for England. Absolutely. To segue on to another uh, fantastic player that's kind of taken his chance um, <laughs> in the England shirt, I'm going to go and talk about uh, Wolves' captain, Matt. Oh. Uh, uh, you, have to give me a, you have to give me this, Michael. We've gone Steve Bull, we've gone Matt Jarvis, and now taking the mantle off you, sir, Connor Cody. Um, are you are you proud of him? Are you happy for him? How do you think he's done? Uh, how do you think he's taken his chance? I mean, yeah, absolutely delighted for him. He's a, such a top guy, a uh, fantastic player. Obviously, me gutted that I'm now not the lasting uh, Wolves player. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he. Um, every time I've spoken to him, he's just got that aura about him. He's so positive. Whenever you speak to him after any game or before any game, He's straight talking. He tells you exactly what, what it is. It's all about the team. It's all about working hard. And for him, he's just carried on where he's left off for the last season, season and a half. He's been ever-present. He's been solid. If, you know, especially during like this period now, when there's, you know, whether you have the crowd noise on or you don't. If you don't, you just hear him all the time. He's shouting and screaming and organising, and, and that's what a captain does. And he's, he's leading by example. And when he's got his opportunity, he's taken it. When, when there's been a, a, a spot at the moment where they're saying, you know, def- defenders aren't particularly playing that well at the moment, he's gone in and done exceptionally well. He scored. He's been brilliant. Ever, and, and coming back and after playing for England, scoring for England, coming back and still playing well for Wolves, that's, that's the key. I think, you know, you can go off and do well when you come back. You're still floating around and enjoying the hype. He's back to work and he's, he's playing really well for Wolves. And that... That's a sign of a, of a top player, and and you know he he is the centre half at the minute that's playing well uh, week in week out, and you know I'm sure Gareth knows that, and and I'm sure he'll be back involved again. He does seem to that. have that um, high mentality that you want for a, for a player. He's got that kind of elite mentality. I don't know if Nuno's helped him with that, but he seems like he's always been a leader. But he had kind of a, a similar route to you, Matt, of getting to his England appearance. You know, he didn't. Um, he wasn't supported at his, his first club to the to the level. Liverpool didn't think he'd, he'd quite make the grade. So then he dropped down, won the championship with Wolves after he moved on and then proved himself in the Premier League. Do you think that sort of a journey rather than one where you're in a high-level academy the whole way through uh, changes things for you? 
Um, it's, it's difficult to, to say which way, like for me, I can only speak personally. I'm absolutely delighted with the way I've done it. Um, you know, it, it's through hard graft and, and practicing and, you know, week in, week out playing well. You know, I got my opportunity. I, I was at Wolves. We were fighting relegation. Um, and you look at the wingers that were on display at the time and I got myself in and, and involved in that. And that was down to... Mick McCarthy, Terry Connor, Tony Daly, all of the squad at the time, you know, I, I got my chance. Um, he's done exactly the same. He's, he's built it on working hard. I mean, Nuno has to have a massive, massive uh, influence on him. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic manager. And you can see from Nuno, he passes on to, to Connor, who passes on to the rest of the team. And, and you, as you said, he quite rightly, he is a natural leader, but it takes a lot. You know, I've come for a lot of captains and, and you have some really, really good ones. And he, he seems like that. He's all about the team, making sure that the team does well, making sure that someone's not doing their job. He sorts it out, but in a nice way, he's not, you know, yeah, effing and blinding. He's, he's sorting it out properly like a man. And if there's something that needs to be done, he'll go and do it. And, you know, he, you can't question anything like that from him. He, he's been outstanding. He was very confident, wasn't he, going at that? Um, that I, think, I can't which game it was now. Um, one of his one of his first games for England. He sort of he was very loud and very vocal, and sort of he was pointing at everybody. He was dragging people the right way. He was trying. He was leading, even though he was probably the well, he was the, the least experienced guy um, yeah, in the England camp. I think that's it. One like the, all of the hype and everything when you meet up and you do things. As soon as you get on the pitch, it's back to norm, normality for him. You know, he mm. goes on the pitch. It's just playing football like he's done week in, week out for the last however many years, you, you automatically just switch on to what you're used to. And he's a leader and he'll go and start barking orders and, and um, following what the, what the plan that Southgate's put in place. And that, that shows what a, what a quality player he is. Absolutely. And, and when we're talking about sort of Cody going into his um, starting up in the international setup, what was, what was it like for you going into that camp for the first time um, do you have any sort of memories from your first day with the England squad? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I sort of, I remember sort of doing an interview sort of saying it was like the first day back at school because I, um, obviously I played against all of them. I knew them just to play against. I didn't know really any of them personally. So obviously when I got there, everyone had been in their squad like so many times before. They're all chatting away doing it and I walk in and I'm like, Hi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where, where, yeah. where, where do you go and sit on the bus? Where do you, yeah, everyone's got their own seat, you know, because everyone's yeah. used to it. So it did feel like, but they were fantastic um, with me. You know, got me straight, straight into you know the the team uh, as such, and you know straight into you know playing table tennis or whatever it was at the at the training ground um, after training just to sort of pass the time, I suppose. But yeah. it was it was a fantastic. Um, experience for me Capello as well being the manager was to get that opportunity I, th- I got in because of um, basically when I first got there he was he was like oh like, you you pleased to be here I was like of course yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, like delighted and he was he said yeah. you know the the goal because I scored against Villa in uh, it was a volley one nil um, local derby um, and he said that goal got you in he said I was close you were close. I didn't quite know, but that goal got you in the England squad. I was like, nice. Brilliant. Yeah. That'll do. That'll <laughs> do nicely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good. Amazing. So that, that, that whole experience. And I just also remember, uh, warming up before the game. Um, 
Oh, sorry, during the game. So it was the second half, and I'm out. I'm out all second half, running up and down the touchlines, yeah. like looking back, like come on, <laughs> wait, waiting for that, you know, that that yeah, way yeah. to come back. And I just remember turning around and getting that, and just being like, that was it. I sprinted down the line, back to the bench, and I was like, <laughs> shirt off, like getting my shirt right, like, right. I'm ready to go on. This is just going to be absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, I remember walking onto the pitch, just going, I've I've done it. You know, I'm. Mm. I've, no one can take that away from me now. I've played for my country, and then and then you just sort of go into football mode, and you yeah. you you carry on. But it's funny, isn't that it? moment of walking on the pitch, being like, I've 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 you know I've lived my dream. This is this is amazing. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, like people get accused, I think sometimes very unfairly of sort of not caring when it comes to England, and it's sort of like they want their their club football and they get their big moves and all that sort of stuff. But like this, I mean, obviously, just listen to you there. That it does really matter for these players coming through to actually get that chance to to represent your country to pull the shirt on, and um, it's it's quite amazing, isn't it? Like actually hearing somebody, you know, really excited to play for England and excited to play football. Yeah, it is. I th- I genuinely feel like Southgate sort of brought a little bit of that back. Um, that you you can see it in the way that everyone's, you know, delighted to be there. They've got that togetherness I think they've you know that you, you see the working together as a, as a team um, I think there was a lot of talk beforehand about you know what an unbelievable squad we had when it was like mm. Rio and all of them and they said like the club football maybe got in the way a li- little bit um, but it doesn't seem like that at all now um, and it's really exciting you can see that they genuinely are delighted to be called up for England and that, that's the way it's always should be. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that is England coming up this week. Again, we have Ireland on Thursday. We have Belgium at the weekend and Iceland next week. Again, we, we, it could be Albania. It could be Germany. That's, that's where we're at right now. Um, 2020. Um, we'll see where they play, but wherever they are played, uh, you can find all the times and the channels and details on radiotimes.com. Um, we've also got a few uh, Euro 2020 qualifiers coming up. We have uh, the big playoff. I feel like this has been going on for however long now. Uh, we're still chatting about who's qualifying for Euro 2020 in November 2020. Um, but we have Scotland and Northern Ireland both in big finals this week on Thursday. Um, and then Wales, Republic of Ireland in the Nations League this weekend. So lots of football to come up on this international break. Um, moving on very swiftly uh, to, to Fantasy Premier League, our, our usual slot where we tell you all of the bad tips and things to not do with your Fantasy Premier League team. Um, do you have a team, by the way, Matt? Are you are you, are you big on fantasy Premier League? I no? I am, yes, yes, I am. I'm in a yes. team, yes. I have had an appalling start to this season, <laughs> but I last season I I wasn't last season on the season before I won my league, um, which was awesome. Uh, but these, this season, it's been the kickoff times have, has really killed me because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them that yeah that yeah. I've forgot that there's a game on this day and I, and I've I've not changed my team. The biggest one I had was I had Son in the whole of the season <laughs> oh, and no. then he done he done his hamstring, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, he's out for weeks. So I didn't even look hamstring. Yep, out for a few weeks, no problem. Took him out. Next game, what happened? He scored four. Yep, I was like. I don't want to brag or anything here, but um, I might be able to outdo you on this one. I took Son and James Rodriguez out in the same week, and I think they got six goals between them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, yeah um, nightmare. I, I made a bit of a, a nice little move last week. I went and put Zayesh in 
uh, I went and got ahead of the curve. So um, yeah. I took Forden out. I had a bit of spare money on the side and uh, nice. took Forden out for Zayesh. So that, that worked out quite well. Saw so you uh, online, Michael, doing you all the little tweets, dropping them. Oh, he's, uh, he's all right, this Hakim lad, isn't he? He's yeah. got good stats. When I knew, we talked about it last week, that you were reaping those points. What can I say? What can I say? You know, genius, genius. Uh, Wolves didn't do me any favours with my, like, double Wolves uh, defence. I mean, whatever that VAR, that was, that was such a harsh call. That penalty shot was so bad. But um, I didn't like that. No. But, yeah, um, I've also got Kane. I've, I've finally bend, bend and put Kane in because uh, I've sort of soldiered on without Kane for a while. Um, does anybody have any tips to throw into the into the void so that we can all laugh at you next week when it doesn't come <laughs> true? <laughs> well, I haven't started looking for for the next game week yet because you know um, I don't yeah. know. There could be injuries. You know, it could be well anything could happen. I've learned my lesson not to change anything now and wait. Uh, but for me, I I put I did the same as you. I put Kane back in. I I had Werner all the start of the season. Took him out. Then he started scoring, so I put him back in. So <laughs> he's, he, he's, he, good. he did well. So I had Werner, Kane, and um, uh, Calvert-Lewin. Uh, sure. Then I had uh, James, De Bruyne, Fernandes. Uh, That'll do. Field. Fern- Fernandes is a show. Oh, and I had Sercic uh, from West Ham. He put oh, yeah. up with a nice uh, goal the other day, so that was... That was nice. But I was devastated. I, um, I had Suchek on my bench this week. I had oh. Mendy playing instead. who gets three points every week. <laughs> but Suchek, oh. I, I missed him on the deadline as well because it was a Friday deadline. Um, exactly. So I These caught with the same thing. Change um, yeah. But big shout out to Match of the Day magazine picture editor Jason because he captained Suchek this week. <laughs> oh, come on. So he, got, cool. he got the lovely, I think he got 18 points. I think my lad do not deserve success, but um, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> well, you got more than my captain. I broke my um my my big tip is don't break your own rules. I broke my uh, Salah captain rule. I put well, yeah, Son. You do that, not you? Yeah, I put Son yeah, as yeah. captain. He got three points, double to six. Salah scored a penalty. Um, second in my, my league now. It's uh, it's not good. So trust yourself. Fine, eh? fine margins, yeah. fine margins, and and a quick heads up for uh, for both Jit Will. And Matt Jarvis and everybody listening. Um, it's 21st of November, 11 o'clock. That's a Saturday, 11 o'clock deadline. So, yeah, yeah. at least it's jot, a Saturday this time. At least you're exactly. a little bit prepared. Jot that one down. <laughs> jot that one down. Um, now, Matt, I think we're going to shift the spotlight to you here uh, for a few minutes. I, know, I feel like we've, we've already put you under the under the, the microscope so far. But um, oh well. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, you, obviously you're still playing for, for walking. Um, I guess, how's, how's the last few years been for you, sort of maybe away from the Premier League spotlight? Um, uh, well, um, it, it wasn't great to, to start with. Obviously, I, um, I was injured at Norwich and it was it was, it was absolute nightmare, really. Um, mm. I had one operation after another operation after another operation. It was very difficult um, living up there. I was sort of, I was on my own up there because my wife just had we just had our first child we had my son and um, it was just sort of easier I suppose on on them to stay down south while I was up there trying to get myself fit because I was in six days a week trying my best to work at work get myself back fit so that that was difficult that was a very difficult part of my life I suppose um, mm. one just being in pain every day and not being able to 
even walk without having pain. That was that was how bad it was. But also missing my son growing up, really. Um, don't get me wrong, I, was, I still saw him, you know, once a week at minimum, mm. but it's not enough, really. So that, that, was, that was our choice, though. It's not anything to do with football. That was our choice. So that was difficult. Um, finally getting myself back fit after, you know, uh, four operations, well, three operations in three years was, was difficult. Um, obviously, you know, there's, there's times where you get pelters on social media for being injured and that, but it, it would have just been nice for someone to, whoever was giving me pelters to have just done a one day in my mm. life there and seen how much work goes into it, um, trying to get yourself back fit and maybe they would have had a different opinion, but that's social media. Yeah. Um, but finally got myself fit and went out to play some games, which was just, you know, that's all I want, wanted to do. And then um, contract finished at Norwich. Um, and then I had a few teams let me down, really, uh, that I was training with. Um, and then out of the blue, I got a call. I'd been started to do a bit of media work um, mm. while I wasn't actually with a club. Uh, and then I got a call out of the blue uh, from a number I didn't know. And um, I answered it and they were like, oh, hi, yeah, hi, Matt, it's, it's Martin Tyler. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I recognised the voice. Yeah. And it's live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, was, I was like thinking, oh, what, yeah, what's he want me to do at Sky? Uh, this is great. Uh, yeah. And he said, oh, I'm not sure if you know, but I'm the assistant manager at Woking. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, he was like, yeah, yeah. So like, I know you're a local lad and, you know, uh, we'd love to have you to come down and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, like sort of let me take a minute to sort of digest this um and and it was just sort of perfect for me really um you know i've i've just had i had a i was having my wife was pregnant we were just about to have our second so we just moved house we were settled i wasn't going to move anywhere so i just wanted to play football that's it's what i've loved to do it's what i've worked so hard to get myself back fit and it was just the perfect opportunity it's a great club it's a great manager um obviously staff and and everyone around there. So I went down and um, I played in a practice game for them. I think it was the next day, in fact. Um, and uh, after that, they were like, yeah, do you want to, do you want to just like sign and do like a pay as you sort of play? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, played my first game, came on like last 30 minutes. It was nil nil. came on, we won two nil. I scored one, set up the second. Um, a couple of days later, uh, my wife had our daughter uh, so I was come from the hospital, went to the game, played the last 30 minutes, uh, got another assist. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and I was like, I've just got myself back involved. <laughs> just just got myself back, you know, the 60 minutes, that one goal, two assists. I was thinking, here we go. And then, yeah, the, uh, the pandemic hit. So it was, uh, it was great in one sense because I got to, you know, be at home and spend all that time with my newborn daughter and do everything that I didn't do with my son. So that was, was great. Uh, and then just trying to keep yourself fit and tick along, which is really difficult in a house that's not quite finished. Um, no internal doors at the time uh, with a three-year-old and a newborn and three dogs and, uh, and trying to keep fit. <laughs> so it was interesting. But it was all good. I kept myself fit and I was always um, in contact with the manager. And uh, and then as soon as it was, you know, the new season was going to start and everything, yeah, I had no hesitation in, in signing up for the season. So that's where we are now. I'm, I'm at Woking. It's, it's, it's going well. Um, just looking forward to just keep playing games and enjoying myself. And, and as I said, it's a great club. Great. It's just been... Um, 
had an investment by an American uh, guy who seems to be a really, really top man. Um, and uh, we will see where we go. We're, we're really positive and, and uh, confident in, in the outlook of, of the rest of the season. Nice one. It's, uh, it's great to hear you, you're so happy um, with your football again now. It's, uh, it must have took a lot of mental strength to get through some of the, uh, the injuries and stuff. I'm, a lot has been men, uh, made of mental health and everything, but um, um, I, in some ways I was fortunate in the, in the fact that when I was at Norwich going through that, I mean, there was days I used to go home on the sofa and just cry because it was, I didn't see a, I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. Um, I never, ever once in my, I never had the thought that I was going to retire, but the specialists and everyone were saying that's, that's everything that we can do. Um, there's nothing else that we can do for you. So, you either stop or you continue to, to go. So I never once was like, right, I'm going to stop. But there are dark days. And I was, as I say, fortunate in the fact that there was um, uh, Louis Thompson at the time had, um, he had his Achilles ruptured. So he was out for a while. So we were there together in the gym together, in treatment together, on the bikes together, you know, doing our stuff together, which made it sort of easier in a way to just if, if he was having a bad day I could help him out if I was having a bad day he would help me out and then in my second one we had um, Carl Morris was also he, he'd done his ACL so we, we had the three of us on long term injuries which mm. is not great obviously but it's, it's, it's really good for us as individuals to go in and train and work hard together because when you're on your own and you're looking out onto the training pitch and in the gym and you've got to try and do your stuff to, on your own it's, it's, it's quite demoralising um, but when there's a few of you can you can get yourselves going and, and get yourself through it and I have great family and, and friends around me and teammates that, that got me through it as well so it's it's really really difficult but you know getting yourself through it and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and, and, and going and get it is keeps keeps you going and as you say mentally strong is is the one I always knew I was never going to be like that was never going to be the the thing that made me or had to make me retire I was always going to go out when I when I when I thought it was time and that's definitely not now I'm I'm still going good that's what we want to see we want to see these goals and assists still Matt Um, exactly yeah I'm sure Woking fans do as well Well, yeah, it's uh, it's well documented. I'm a Wolves fan on this podcast. Michael brings it up. Are you we- a Wolves fan, Jake? You've never mentioned this. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and yeah, I've, I've seen you uh, score some lovely goals, including that Villa one, that lovely volley. Uh, that gets played a lot on the old YouTube. Um, <laughs> but do you have a happiest time in football that you remember? Uh, happiest time. I mean, yeah, obviously playing for England was has got to be up there with yeah, happiest and biggest achievement, I suppose, maybe. But not just because you're a Wolves fan, but um, I think, you know, that, that season when we won the championship, I don't think, you, you know, enjoyment is winning games. Enjoyment is, you know, winning trophies. And for me, don't get me wrong, you know, playing in the Premier League. When I was at West Ham, we finished 10th in our first season in the Premier League. That's that's success and that's the highest I've finished in the Premier League, 10th. But having that one season where we blitzed the championship and playing incredible football and winning games, scoring goals, I don't think, you know, you can't, you can't say that's not enjoyable. Uh, so I'd say that's probably the group of players, everything about it, I think just because it went so well, the, the squad of players was fantastic. We're all still very close now. Um, you know, you have a tight bond with with that group. The management, the staff, 
obviously the fans that whole year was just incredible um so that's probably my most enjoyable i'd say time but that's you know counts as because you're winning games and you're winning trophies and we won the league i think there's nothing more enjoyable than that exactly that's what you want isn't it um and uh, I wanted to ask um, one of the one of the people you credit with um, some of your kind of improvement and success is Tony Daly. You spent a lot of time with at Wolves. Um, can I just ask about his influence on you? Similar players. Well, that that's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mick McCarthy and Terry Connor they have a huge, huge amount um, for me. Um, Terry used to take me out with Tony Daly, like you know, nearly every day before training or after training to do bits and pieces to, to improve my game. But I mean, for me, what, what more of a, you know, I say role model or, or, a, you know, a fitness coach could, could I pick that would be better for me than Tony Daly? You know, he was same position as me, same similar sort of player. He was rapid, you know, and it, I don't know if you've seen him um, since he stopped playing. He's like that now as well. He's huge. And um, so for me, it was, it was perfect, you know, a winning combination. He was brilliant for me. He used to do all of my gym stuff. He used to take me out, work on my sprint, my technique, everything. Um, and obviously give me hints and tips because, you know, he was, a, he was a legend, wasn't he? He played for England. He obviously Villa, Wolves, you know, a fantastic player. Obviously his knees are shot to pieces now, but um, he, he was still fantastic. And, and, and what I could learn from him was only going to be um, positive in my career. So, yeah, as I said, he, he had a massive role in, in my development at Wolves. And, and as I said, I still speak to him now because he, he, he's a fantastic person and, and, uh, and friend, really, because, yeah, as I said, he, he did wonders for my career. That's great to hear. And then, um, yes, leaving uh, my, our beloved Wolves, um, you got the club record transfer to West Ham. Um, did, did you feel that? that you were the club record? Did you feel the kind of the pressure of the prize tag? Because a lot of players um, either thrive or, or struggle under that. But, um... Yeah. I mean, if I, if I said that I didn't feel that, I would be lying. Because, um, you know, I obviously knew how big West Ham was as a club, but I don't think you really understand until you're there. Um, it's a huge club. You know, you're in central London. There's so many... Like everyone just seemed to turn into West Ham fans wherever I went. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a massive West Ham fan. You're like, like yeah. when? When did you turn into a West Ham fan? <laughs> you know, everyone seems to be a West Ham fan. And the fan base is incredible. The club, it, it, was, it was huge. Um, and for me, it was, it, it was a fantastic opportunity for me. Yes, it, that came with pressure. Um, I wouldn't say I... I, I, I Sort of my performances were less because of it. I think my last season at Wolves and my first season at West Ham, I put the most crosses in in Europe. I put the most successful crosses in in Europe. So I would say that it went well. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, uh, it does, you know, the, the following year, Andy Carroll came and took that away from me. So it was a little bit of pressure off me after that. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I, you know, there, there is you, there is amount of, of pressure coming with that price tag and being a club record signing, but you know, that's that's natural. That's football. We don't pick how much we get bought for. That's that's down to the clubs. It's nothing to do with us. We just go out there and try and do as best we possibly can for for the club that you're playing for. And and I certainly did that. Definitely. And West Ham is such a big club, as you said, and so many talented ballers there when you were playing. 
One I'd like to just ask you about quickly is Aaron Creswell. He's getting a lot of plaudits at the minute because his performances for West Ham have been brilliant. Um, what, did you play with him that often on that left-hand yeah. side? Yeah, not. I mean, he, when he came, I think I, you know, I was still playing with um, Joey O'Brien, was still sort of left back at the time, um, which we had a great relationship. But Cress, he then sort of got into the team, and you could tell from very early. You know, he's obviously been bought because he's a very good player, but he's got a fantastic left foot, um, great delivery, and I think you got to give him credit for sort of adapting his game as well. You can see when he was playing left back, he was fantastic assists playing higher up the pitch creating opportunities got his England call up from playing left back and then he's been asked to to change I suppose going playing at the left side of a three at the back and he's been exceptional I think you you, you can't say anything other than especially this season yes the same as the back end of last season but he's he's done he's filled that position and made it his own he still gets forward and puts crosses in from a slightly deeper position but because he's got that incredible left foot and delivery you know it, it's working for them and um yeah he 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 he's on the cusp of potentially getting back in the England squad because of his performances he seems like one of those players that um Southgate will love it's kind of versatile he can play those multiple positions he seems like he's got a good head on those shoulders yeah definitely yeah yeah I think yeah I think you've you've hit a nail on the head there he has he's he's mentally very good as, as a player. He's a nice guy. I think he's works extremely hard. You can see that from, from his performances, but also naturally a left-sided player. They can, he can play left back, he can play left higher up the pitch. He can play in that left-sided centre-half. There's not many players that can do that and be left-footed. You know, there's, yeah. that, they're quite unique. <laughs> Definitely. Just having a left foot is unique. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of difference, doesn't it? I know England went for a while, didn't they, without having many left footed players, and now we're actually. Now we've got loads, yeah. Quite a few coming. Too many. Too many. Can you stop, guys? <laughs> nice one. Great stuff. Um, well, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Matt Jarvis. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, absolute best of luck with, with walking for the future. And. Uh, I mean, you come and join us anytime if you want. But um, now, now we're going to do the bit where, where Jake basically uh, goes into full YouTuber mode and tells us why we need to buy Match of the Day magazine. What's coming up this week, Jake? Yeah, it's, it's a special one. I did warn you on the pod last week, Michael. You did, um, you did. It's a big issue. We've got a takeover issue this week. So we've had some of the biggest and best names in football contribute to the magazine. We've got James Madison talking to us about gaming in there. We've got Michael Richards there rating the Premier League attacks. We've got Kickabout presenter Ben Shires doing a quiz with us. It is packed. We've got too much to tell you about. But on top of the magazine, today, the YouTube channel of BBC Match of the Day magazine Ooh. launches. It is absolutely stacked. Me and Lee have been working really hard, as well as the whole team, to create some wicked videos. And uh, if you've got a young football fan in the house, it's a nice, fun, safe place for them to enjoy the beautiful game. That, that was pretty good. That's, that's, that was pretty punchy, that. I, I like that. It seems the opportunity. Seize the opportunity, man. Take, take that. I, I rate that. Um, <laughs> give, give them a view. They're, they're, they're good lads. They're good lads. And, uh, and, and RadioTimes.com slash sport is not starting a YouTube channel, uh, but for all the latest match previews, TV schedules, and terrible fantasy Premier League tips, uh, you know where we are. And we're also taking a look at other sports. We've got the Masters coming up in November because that's 2020. 
Um, thank you very much, Matt, again. Thanks very much, Jake. Uh, take care.